The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. I'm the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. Uh, on Wednesday, Rotten to the Core Wednesday is what we call it here at Sons of Liberty. And uh, we're going to get to that in just a moment. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And if you go to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, you can watch the video portion of the radio show. That's right, you can see the face that's made for radio right there. Scroll down on the right, and uh, you can enlarge that to watch the video portion. We're going to be showing you some documents, some statements, some videos as well. And yes, if you're listening by radio, you'll still be able to hear what's going on in the video. That's the important thing, it's the information. By the way, just a little little side note, uh, some people had a real problem with me talking about vaccines and the Trump administration, so I've decided, Lord willing, uh, we're going to put together a whole bunch of what... Our president has said and others have said concerning vaccines so that the record is very clear about what I'm saying. Hopefully that's going to be the show tomorrow unless something comes up. All right. Just a little teaser for tomorrow. You can also watch the live video feed on my Twitter account at FPP Tim. You can check out our Facebook page at Bradley Dean SOL, Bradley Dean SOL. YouTube channel is B Dean Sons of Liberty. Before it's news.com also carries us at 6 a.m. every weekday morning. 8 a.m. on Saturdays, and then 3 p.m. in the afternoon, Bradley's on from Monday through Saturday. And uh, then DLive.TV, the Sons of Liberty. We appreciate you guys supporting us over there as well. And finally, Spreely Gab, MeWe, Minds, and USA.Life. If you are on any of those social media networks, just look up Sons of Liberty Media or Sons of Liberty Media. <clears throat> excuse me, Sons of Liberty or Sons of Liberty Media, and you'll find us over there. Please friend us and, uh, and follow us over there. And finally, last thing. If you want to call in at any time, let's stick to the topic, okay, today. 215-TALK-TALK, 215-867-8255. I'm going to try to put that up so we have it right here, whichever side of the screen I'm at. Right here, we'll have the number here if you want to call in. I'll do that during the show, and we'll get that rolling. All right, so today's topic that we're talking about is <clears throat> the federal boot comes down on families. Now, if you pay attention to... What we do here on Rotten to the Core Wednesdays, usually we have some focus, well, all the focus usually is on education. Now, we have one thing that we talk about about education, and that is where it is the family's jurisdiction to do so. It is not the state, it is not the federal government. 
And part of that is because of the Creator's command in Deuteronomy 6 that we're that, that fathers, parents, we're to teach our children. And as a result of that, we're to do it pretty much all the time, no matter what we're doing. We're, we're teaching them as we go along. And so this why this is why I've said I'd rather have somebody who, you know, their child may be a hard worker or whatever, but they're they're a good moral character person that they've learned from their parents than somebody who's necessarily got a college degree. I'm not nothing against a college degree. You've got an older daughter who has that. But we'd rather them follow in the footsteps that the creator's given. So with that said, when we talk about education when it comes through the state, we're talking really about indoctrination. And as indoctrination comes and as families give up their jurisdiction, as they give up their responsibilities before God in the same manner that the church does in the society, taking care of the poor and things of this nature, guess who's going to fill that vacuum? It's going to be the state and it's going to eventually become a tyrannical beast. Now, here to talk with me about that is our common core diva, Lynn Taylor. Good morning, Lynn Taylor. Well, good morning to you, Tim Brown. <laughs> yeah, it's good to have you back. We had Lynn on on Monday, and I think we kind of tag-teamed it a little bit. Um, and uh, I think there was some frustration that people got. I mean, I'm frustrated every day, Lynn, at a lot of stuff I see. And then then when we pile on top of it, not only the, the sort of Nazism that we're seeing, this totalitarianism over a over lies concerning a virus that you cannot transfer from people to one one to another uh, and padding of padding of numbers and all of this other all, all the lies that is basically killing small business and I don't know if people saw it um, but the lady down in Texas who opened her salon she had armed people who came and supported her and now they have they arrested her because they cited her and she threw the citation away and didn't didn't want to comply good for her. And now the judge has sentenced her to seven days in jail and $7,000 in fines. Now, I don't know where she's supposed to get that money since they won't allow her to open a business, but that's that's that. And then on top of that, you pile this mess that they're trying to press on us and our children. And you would think that you're living in a communist China in a lot of ways. And some people, oh, this, this is still better than quit deceiving yourselves. This is becoming more and more and more totalitarian here in the United States. And, um, and Lynn, you've got some things to say about it because you're coming at it from the education standpoint, from the feds on down, and now we're seeing even groups that are supposedly helpers to homeschool and other things like this coming in and siding with these people really against the family. Well, yeah, because everybody wants a piece of the pie. I mean, you know, as we've said before, it's always about either follow the money or look at who's trying to gain control. And one thing we're seeing that's a repeated theme throughout several administrations, current one included, is that we have to increase government, especially where families are concerned, because after all, mom and dad um, just don't know how to do things. And what better... uh, partner to have than the federal government no i couldn't i couldn't agree more than this is part of the thing that we talk about about the fascism that exists and if people don't understand mm-hmm. we're not antifa we're not out in the streets trying to you know silence people in the name of anti-fascism while engaging in it this is really fascism this is a, a public private partnerships and whether they're they're they have a, a contract that links them they're they're in the same mindset uh, and they're they're really looking to control things 
at a state level. And when I st- say a state level, I'm talking about that of the state, not the not the sovereign states of the United States, but at the governing level, they're looking to, to do that. You want to tell us about your latest article and, and how you're seeing this, this kind of stuff develop? Okay. Uh, we all had, uh, I think we talked last week, um, yeah, we did. It was last week, um, and the Harvard Anti-Homeschooling Conference was still on. But now on Friday of last week, there was a disinformation meeting about Harvard, and it was online. It was a webinar, and it was limited to a 1,000 people. But it was also taped and will be shown, you know, later on. But the whole thing about it was, was as a result of a lot of pushback. Um, not particularly this webinar, okay, but I think our show and then several other articles that had popped up off of uh, different websites, there was enough pushback that Harvard canceled the summit. And people were, you know, responding, oh, yes, it's such a victory. You know, Harvard canceled this anti-homeschooling summit and we can all rest. Well, no, we can't, and here's why. The agenda to destroy the family, and education is a big widget to do it, has been marching on for years, and one stupid summit being canceled is not going to be the thing that knocks that agenda off the table. Nothing could be further from the truth, because as long as the United States is still participating in these global groups like United Nations, G20, and all this other, all these other garbage groups, we're going to see that education will continue to be picked upon and used against us, and that's what's happening. But what we're seeing is not just our federal government, and we pointed this out last week, and this was one of the things that I wrote about, was you've got all these supposed protective people from different think tanks across the nation who said, you know, oh, we're going to help clear up Harvard's lies, and then what do they turn around and do? But they lie as well. And there's when they rebroadcast this particular webinar that um, was supposed to debunk all of what Harvard was saying, there's not going to be anyone who will be able to challenge them on, well, wait a minute, you said this, and that's not true. And where's your source from? So this, and this is the, the stuff that's going to be put out. And so my article was kind of a way to show you where the protectors or the so-called protectors were lying to you, as well as Betsy DeVos's latest spending spree for education in the name of COVID-19 relief. Well, yeah, and we talked a little bit about that um, last week. We were also bringing into the mix Homeschool Legal Defense um, Fund, HD whatever their their name is now. I, I'm assuming it's the same thing. HDLA, HSLDA, is that right? Um, HSLDA, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's Homeschool Legal Defense Association. Association. Now, okay. we have another one, um, not quite as well known as um, HSLDA, but just as dedicated, no, even more dedicated to protecting homeschoolers. And this is inhaled, and that's the National Home Education Legal Defense. And um, I've been able to have some conversations with the founder and the lead attorney for Inhaled, and they have been for years tracking how HSLDA has been saying they're for the family, but in turn actually setting things up so that it's harming families. And that was one of the things that was uh, noticeable 
um, through this particular webinar that I attended. Now, I signed up for it on Friday, and I think there were like six uh, members to the panel, Tim, and I couldn't even make it through all six because they were they were just atrocious in the stuff that was coming out of their mouths, and I was sitting there going, I cannot believe these people who say they love homeschooling are, are saying what they're saying. So, you know, can, when it comes out, we'll have to have a field day with that one. Okay, can I ask you, let me let me ask you a couple of questions about that. Sure. How many people, you got yeah. six panelists, was this uh, by, by the web, is that right? Yes, it was a webinar. Mm-hmm. Do you know about how many people were actually in attendance for that? Well, they capped it at a thousand, and I know when I was on the chat number of the, the you know the number that shows up for the chat room was close to a hundred. So I really don't know how many were there, but um, trust me, they're gonna they're gonna trot this thing out and then sit there and go, oh yes, we stopped Harvard. Well, no, I mean they may have had a tiny hand in it, but I don't think that they had near as much a hand in stopping Harvard as the rest of us. Well, no, the reason I asked for that is if they're wanting to cap it out at 1,000, this is a nationwide thing, mm-hmm. and they've got 100 people on there. This is kind of the same thing that we see from the mainstream media when they push an agenda on us. They'll, they'll group mm-hmm. you know, 20, 30 people in a place for a, for a photo op or a little video thing to make it look like there's a lot of people, but there's really not anybody there. I mean, they're not of any mm-hmm. significant matter. And I'm not saying that God doesn't use a small amount of people. He obviously has in the past. We've seen that not only in our own history, but we've seen it in the history of the Bible in the Old Testament. I mean, he would take Gideon, he'd whittle all his armies down to 300 guys. and They weren't even really fighting. They just stood on the hill and had some jars over their mm-hmm. torches, you know, kind of thing. So it, so it was showing that, that God was the one who was fighting the battle. So I'm not wanting to dismiss the numbers, but oftentimes when they push these things, they do that, and they say, oh, see, we have the support of this, that, and the other, and this is what we did. And then it, it sends a delusion to people that there is more supporting them than what there really is. And so I think it's important right. to point out that you were there. You weren't definitely a supporter. You were wanting to find out what they're what they're talking about. Can you give us an example of some of the things, that these things that you say you were kind of shocked that were coming out of homeschoolers' mouths? Can you give us some examples? Sure, I'll be happy to. Why don't you throw the um, picture of the panel members up? Because I want, while I tell folks about it, because I want them to read just, um, you know, in black will be their name and who they're with, and then in red will be uh, the ties to the Common Core machine that uh, they didn't bother to share. But some of the things that really shocked me, and one of um, um, where I just couldn't listen anymore, was they were touting the fact that um, school choice is still on the table totally forgetting that, you know, page 17 of the Every Student Succeeds Act says that all education has to be the same. So they were out there throwing out uh, school choice, education savings accounts, because after all, that would put parents in charge. And, you know, in charge of what? Choosing the location of your school, because the curriculum is not going to be any different because of the alignment. Um, Now, here was one that really, really shocked me, was the fact that all public schools are mean and nasty and evil, and that's where they're going to uh, be so repressed that they'll commit suicide or they'll have mental illnesses or they will be bullied 
or they'll get into drugs, or they'll have teen pregnancy, or all these other negative things. Now, let's look at life. Life doesn't happen just, these bad things don't just happen to public school children. They can very much happen to homeschooling uh, families. And I've seen homeschool families who've had to live through teen pregnancy or drug abuse or suicide or bullying or neglect or any of these other things that they claimed only happened in public education. And if you just homeschool, all this stuff would magically go away. Well, no, it's not, because people are people, and people are not perfect, and they're going to have problems. And this COVID-19 thing is the perfect setup, because it can hyper-focus on the fact of, oh, well, Johnny and Susie are at home, and they don't have a really good home life, so we need to come in and regulate what uh, Johnny and Susie's parents are doing. And that's one of the back doors to every student succeeds at was more control over the family. And the Department of Education is using tons and tons of money to set up this kind of stuff. And when you have a disinformation webinar that continues to carry disinforming messages, it's going to make the parents think, oh, my goodness. I don't have anybody but these people as my friend. And if you look at their agendas uh, as panel members, if you look at the groups that they're with, they're no more a savior than, you know, the man in the moon. Well, no, and I, I don't think that we're, well, some people are obviously looking for a savior because, boy, they have some Messiah problems uh, with the last couple of presidents. Or, let me say, last president. The, the current president and um, and the guy before him, the usurper, I never call him a president, but because they're looking for one guy to do for them what they won't do for themselves. Now, here's the problem. Right. Some of us, we, we have it right in the fact that we should be homeschooling. And that I think that is the right thing. I really do. I, I mean, when you go back even in our history, and let me expand that just a little bit for people who don't understand. I'm fine, and I think the scriptures are fine. If you have somebody who has some expertise in some area, maybe it's a music thing, maybe it's a language issue that you don't have uh, skills for, I think it's fine that parents in that community band together and bring somebody in and even pay them out of their pocket to teach their kids those things they want to learn. That's just fine. I'm not against that. What I'm against is state-run education. And when you get state-run education, you get indoctrination, and oftentimes, more than none, it is not an acknowledgement of the creator so that you train your children so that when they grow up, they're educated. That means they learn how to learn. They know things and they know how to learn things so that they can do whatever they, they set their mind and their hands to do for the glory of God. And that's what's, that is what's missing in the current education system is a reference to the creator, to his moral law and to what men are created for. There are kids growing up. Some of them don't even grow up, Lynn. They're committing suicide because they have no purpose in life. And they forget or they're never taught the very things that we see within the catechism, which comes from the, the scriptures. And that is the chief end of man is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. And so if we don't, if we don't catch that, we're going to, we are, we are losing the next generation. There's just no question we're losing that. And part of that is because again, Families are standing down in this area rather than standing up and saying, no, 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 you don't get to dictate this to me because we gave you no authority for that. 
And I can point back. Right. We're, we're going to have to have a show. Um, maybe I'm going to have to have David Zuniga on or whatever. We're going to have to have a show to deal with the issue of what Abraham Lincoln actually brought to the United States, especially he forced it on the South, of state education. Most people don't know that. They think he was all about freeing the slaves. No, he made everybody a slave in more ways than one. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, um, the entire panel did have a theme that, you know, to save your child from a toxic public education, you should homeschool. Now, that can be true, Tim, but their speech describing how you homeschooled in the 21st century, which that was a phrase right there that could set anybody off, was not the real solution. And why I say that is because in 21st century learning, the Common Core machine loves to use the 21st century as somehow of a time stamp. And what they mean by that is we have to make sure Johnny and Susie have job skills, we have to make sure they're hooked to a computer. And that was one of the things that um, DeVos's latest round of spending, 300, let's see, it was $307.5 million for nothing but digital and dis, uh, digital learning um, in the name of COVID relief. And what's going to happen, and one of the reasons that I wrote this in this particular article that is connected to homeschooling is because that's exactly where the money is supposed to go. States are supposed to compete for these new grants that the applications aren't even up yet on the website for the Department of Education, but states are going to compete for this $307.5 million. And once they get their uh, grant award, they're going to dole it out to families in the states so that they can have the latest technology, so they can be digitally hooked to what's going on in education. And it doesn't matter what supposed choice you have, you're going to get these micro-grants, as they call them. Now, we've had a show where we've discussed that grants um, are pretty much a contract between you and the person giving you the money, and it shifts control. So we're seeing the government now come straight to the family. It's not even down at the schoolhouse anymore. No, they're coming to the family, and they're going to say, here's some money for you, and the families are going to take it, and then where's the control going to go? It's going to go straight to the state, but not the U.S. state, the nanny state. Well, yeah, I'm not surprised by that. In fact, many homeschoolers wondered years ago when the, uh, the whole tax scheme, which is a scam and it's an immoral scam, uh, they won't allow homeschoolers to even, uh, you know, determine all of the books they buy and stuff. I've told people, I said, not only do we pay a ton of money on our property taxes, which are immoral, to fund the public indoctrination system here in South Carolina, in, in my county, but then we also spend, I don't know, $800,000 a year on different books and a curriculum and stuff like that. Now, we use other means as well. We use online sources and stuff like that, too. But we spend our own money to educate our kids, too, as well as everybody else's. And uh, it's not surprising to me that they've caught on to that and that it won't be long before they start issuing tax credits. And with all that stuff, people, anytime the federal government is giving you a credit, anytime they're giving you uh, free money or any of this other stuff, there are strings attached to it. And you you just have to be aware to, aware aware of that. 
Um, and this is part of the thing of what goes on with Article 5. I could go on and name a number of things. The strings that are attached that aren't being cut by our representatives, yet they want Article 5 to change the Constitution. Now, Lynn, one of the things that you have here uh, is mm-hmm. regarding HSLDA. And I know a lot mm-hmm. of people who are homeschooling, they're thinking, well, those guys are my friends. And you've got this uh-huh. you've got this uh, this visual here. Do you want to talk about this visual you have, Meet HSLDA? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, that is something that inhaled the National Home Education Legal Defense Group. And I think that's based out of Connecticut, by the way. Uh, this was something in their research that they pulled up, and that was the HSLDA will carry a front of we're out to protect homeschoolers and parental rights, but they're actually setting things up that would allow more control of the family. And um, let's see here, Michael Ferris, now he supposedly has retired, but you have other people who are carrying his work on, and he actually wrote years ago, and I'm not sure exactly when, but he wrote about controlling, let's see here, I think it's now evident that parental rights should not be absolute in light of the fact that parental rights cannot and should not be considered an absolute right. The question remains, have we chosen the correct method of, um, let's see, limitation on this right? Now, are you kidding me? Parents' rights are not absolute. We have to limit parents' rights. Are you kidding me? And this is the guy who supposedly was championing the uh, parental rights movement. But if you look at even more of the documentation that has been pulled together by the um, inhaled, showing where HSLDA has been going behind homeschoolers' backs and doing awful things in the name of protection, you would understand why this is such a big deal. Well, yeah, and and to be fair with Michael, let, let's let's finish what he said. He said we certainly do not want to return to the language mm-hmm. of Massachusetts Bill right Bill of Rights of 1780. Quote: Parents should right. have the right to make all decisions for their children, provided that they are quote unquote demeaning themselves peaceably and are good subjects of the Commonwealth. Well, that can mean a whole pleasure yeah. of things, but I, I don't you know well, what sure. is, what is what is his um what's his remedy to that? We don't want to go back to that language. So what he does is he pulls out the Parental Rights Act, which we, when mm-hmm. I was at Freedom Outpost, and people can still go there, and you can see it, you can put it, well, you can't put in anything now because whoever owns that site has totally botched it. I mean, they really have. They they do this yippy search, which is, it, it doesn't even search the site. It's, it's so annoying. But we had Michael Ferris on because um, Publius Holda called him out, and that most people know she was a former JAG officer, um, in the army and that she's a constitutional st- scholar. We've had her on the show before and she called him out on the parental rights act. Now, Michael Ferris argues at the, or he did argue at the Supreme court level. And when she called him out on it, she just went step by step through the points of the parental rights act or amendment, whatever it was <clears throat> that he had, I think it was the act. And so she went through the steps and he goes, well, this, you know, his guy told me, they said they want to write a rebuttal. And they said, well, this is how he argues at the Supreme Court level. So they said, would you mind if we respond to PH's article? And I said, no, that's fine. I'm, I'm happy to give both sides of the, the thing here. So we put up there. He sent me an article. 
And Michael Ferris didn't deal with anything she said. He just attacked her. It was total ad hominem. It was illogical. It, it really showed a childish nature about Michael Ferris, which I was not so... If I had met him before, actually met him, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been surprised because he and his pit bull that he had down here in, in South Carolina, they were just nasty guys when you met them in person. And right. they said, this is how we do it. But it was a total ad hom. And the guy said, if you're going to edit anything, let me know so we can respond to that. I said, I'm not editing anything. I said, this is ad hom. I said, and the people are going to see it first thing. And they were just... I mean, they were ripping a new one over there in the in the comment section. Mm-hmm. And what they did, what happened was, was the people, this guy was doing damage control. You could see him all in the comment section. And they wanted another right. shot, and then they wanted to push credentials and stuff like this. I said, they're easily found on the web if you want to find them. And then they backed out because they knew. They knew they had been exposed, and they didn't want any further um, attention drawn to what she had said. And she just went right. after him time and time again. So I'm, I'm not really surprised, but I don't, he doesn't, does he tell us, you know, what kind of language he wants to use? I mean, what does he mean that parent parents' rights are not absolute? What does he mean by that? Yeah. Well, you know, it's not just HSLDA. I mean, if you look at the rest of the panel, you've got somebody from Cato. Well, you know, people, oh, Cato's, you know, my friend and they're conservative. No, you need to do your homework. Cato is is a front. It absolutely is. They are totally backing the uh, the uh, education savings accounts, and they're promoting this false notion of school choice. You've got the Reason Foundation. Now, the thing about Reason Foundation, when I was doing this research, uh, they believe in free thinking and openness to everything. And it kind of reminds me of the the phrase, you know, uh, your brain is so open. Uh, be careful um, about your mind being so open that your brains don't fall out. And they are also championing <laughs> school choice, okay? You've got Holt, GWS. Now, Holt stands for John Holt, who is the unschool, supposedly the father of unschooling. What are they recommending that you use in your unschooling homeschool? Common Core related materials and websites and and uh, platforms. Uh, you've got the National Youth Rights Association. If you want to talk about people who are coming at our youngsters with all kinds of agenda, that particular group is full of it. You're going to see that um, they believe that we are a democracy that uh, we need to all self-educate because, after all, state-run education is bad. And I'm not disagreeing with state-run education is bad, but if you look at what self-directed learning is, uh, the Common Core Machine put it in um, Every Student Succeeds Act and called it personalized learning. It's all a bunch of garbage. Uh, you look at uh, the fact that Harvard had their one of their youth group um, representatives there. For ideology diversity, well, if, again, you look at what uh, their platform is, what they're diverse about, no different than um, some of the other things that are going on in our world. There's no, And what I'm trying to point out is there's no separation, Tim, to show you that these people are thinking any differently than the people who are you know, on the the Common Core side going, hey, we want your kids. These people were supposed to be the ones who were saying, no, leave our kids alone. And here they are supporting the same blasted things. Uh, Last one was Boston College. I mean, you know, they've been in on aligning education as well. So not one group that was on this panel 
had the had really had any business being on this panel because they didn't help the conversation go anywhere but straight to the solution supposedly that the same system they were wanting to fuss about are doing. Right. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this, um, and people know where I stand with it. I, I do. I do think state-run education is bad. I, I, it's really bad uh, because they have no business right. doing it. Um, it's not their authority. They're to be punishing evildoers, and what do we see them doing, folks? Even in this COVID nineteen nonsense that we're hearing, what's going on in jails? They're releasing convicted criminals. They're they're releasing convicted criminals while they're holding you in your home. Do you really want people who think that stupidly? To direct your children's education, that illogically, it it doesn't make any sense. So, so I'll say it. Um, yeah, state-run education is really bad. It's evil. It's wicked. It's none of their business. They have nothing to do with it. Now, you've got a couple of things here, though, Lynn. Uh, a couple more mm-hmm. visuals, and then we're going to bring on little Greta. Hansel and Greta. We're going to bring Greta on. And we're going to let Greta plead for the United Nations to jump in. I don't even know if I'm using the right accent. Uh, Maybe something like that. All right. If you've got the visual for the email that I sent, uh, this is DeVos' latest stab at our Is this Um, W-I-C-E-S-A? Or is that a different thing? No, it's it's the visual that has Rethink K-12 model on one side. I am not finding that one for some oh, reason. Oh, poo. I know I sent it to you. Okay. Well, go ahead and talk about it, and then we'll move on to the others. Okay. Well, this is the this is the, the visual that I wanted folks to see was um, the body of the email was talking about the micro-grants for the families, and, you know, she's calling it, uh, DeVos is calling it Rethink K-12 through Model School Grant Program. Well, you know, she's using the same title for a, uh, propaganda tour that she took previously, and it was all across the United States, and it was called Rethink Education. Well, you know, Rethink Education is one of those phrases that has been tossed about by the economic, uh, or excuse me, the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development in the UN. Uh, you've had other people do that. Then also connected to these grants is going to be a workforce preparatory grant for the older kids who are in uh, post-secondary education because, after all, we need to jumpstart the economy again. And how better to do that than to have grants to short-term skill-base these people so they can get back out there and get to work? Okay. All right. Um, now, what's the what, how is this tied in to some of the other things that we've got here? Now, I've got another visual that you've got. From right, I guess this is Wisconsin's CESA District Six yeah. uh, on private schools. Right. Is that tied in with that as well? Oh, absolutely. Because in some states, uh, your homeschool is a private school. So if you think, oh, well, there's no way that all this mess can get to me because I'm a homeschooler, it depends on your state. Your state thinks that you might be a home. Uh, you know, they'll classify you as a homeschool. Uh, excuse me, as a private school, therefore you have to be micromanaged. Um, that's exactly what that's about. Okay. And because of that, it's going to be those wraparound services like your health care and your, um, you know, do you have all your food? Do you have all your shots? Do you have all your mental health needs? This goes back to that resilience um, stuff that we see going on in this 
in the uh, nation that's all tied to this. It's all tied up. If it's not through the digital, Tim, it's going to be through your wraparound services. And this also goes into uh, micromanaging our families. And how this ties into digital education is that it tracks through the data, not only the student, but the entire family. Yeah, I, I put up your um, your visual here for the Sustainable Development Goals Matrix, uh, uh-huh. and this was from the forum uh, at a 2017. And we're gonna, we're going to show and and people listen honestly. This is not a Trump bashing thing. This is a this is these are legitimate criticisms. And if people don't want to hear it because you're 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 so idolized by Trump, you're you're so idolizing Trump. That, that any criticism is considered Trump bashing. To point out the truth of where the guy is failing in these things, where he's going the opposite route of, of where he's going, leading the administration. And don't point to everybody else. Don't say this is the deep state. This is the the guy. The buck stops there under our Constitution. He's the only guy named in our Constitution over the executive branch. And yes, he's not God. I get that. I get he can't know every single thing. But that's probably why he ought to be eliminating a lot of federal alphabet agencies because they're unconstitutional. So he can do what is constitutional. Now, with that said, um, he is pushing this agenda of UN driven education. There is no question. Nobody can say otherwise. And Lynn has the documentation to back it. She's been putting this out for several years now. Uh, and I think this year, Lynn, you've been more disturbed by what you found that they're pushing. When you're talking about DeVos, this is handpicked by Trump. DeVos is handpicked by Trump. Yeah. And this is the guy who's supposed right. to be so smart. And I'm not saying he's stupid. I don't think he is. But he's so smart about who he puts in place and this, that, and the other. This is to drive an agenda. And I don't think that he's taken the mask fully off for people to see what he's doing. Uh, if you don't get it, I'd say go back to an article, uh, a radio show that I did earlier where I played the video of how Donald Trump got where he was. And it wasn't cause he was such a smart businessman. It was cause he was bailed out right. by banksters and he became the face right. of that. And, um, so if people haven't seen that, you really ought to see it. Uh, because I think it's very eye opening that I didn't even know. And so mm-hmm. these are these are just realities. Now, one of the things let's tie this. Let's jump this over into the United Nations, because Trump did. Sure. L- let's give him some credit. He cut a little money off from what was it? Was it UNESCO or UNICEF? Mm-hmm. Um, he cut a little bit of money off. It wasn't a lot, but he cut a little bit. Yeah. off. And uh, yeah, just a little. Yeah. And so, you know, any cuts were good. <laughs> A, a firm cut would be the the best thing. Just eliminate the whole funding of the UN, and uh, and reverse the United Nations mess that Congress put us in. Get us out of the UN. Get the UN out of the US. I don't know how many people have been saying that for so long. And if we don't do it very soon, the next generation coming up isn't even going to think anything about the UN being here. But you've got some things on that, and then we're oh, going to play. Oh, they already don't. Yeah, you're gonna you you got you got a, a visual here that we want to talk about, and then we want to play Little Greta. Okay. Well, the way this all ties into uh, the UN, of course, is through the digital learning. Through those sustainable development goals, number four is education. But if you look at that particular visual, and I've got all the education ones marked in black for you, but go back and look at how closely number eight is or how many times you see number eight, which is decent work for all. 
they're going to, nine times out of ten, four and eight will always be together. And that's because we have to have skill-based workers, not academically gifted free thinkers. So how this ties in in several ways to the UN. First of all, you've got the sustainable development goals that can be found in homeschooling materials as well as everywhere else, especially in your communities and in those wraparound services. You're going to see that um, HSLDA in their international group has a board presence on a, a global home education exchange group who has adopted the UN's uh, human Rights Declaration, you're going to see that DeVos has been tied to the UN through uh, her Amway roots. You're going to see that Ivanka and her dad both are supportive of the workforce agenda that is put out by the United Nations and not so much uh, the president, but uh, Ivanka really, really is um, in love with the United Nations and she and DeVos go on tours together to uh, Tout STEM, which is science, technology, engineering, and math, which is directly from the uh, excuse me sustainable development goals to be a change agent using education to totally transform our nation. And so, how this is going is DeVos is sitting there spending our money to throw digital education and online learning and all this other garbage at us. And Greta, in the meantime, is using COVID-19 as a pulpit for the fact that children's rights to education stemming from this virus are in jeopardy. And she is begging people for money so that kids can have their rights secured. And one of those rights, Tim, is digital education. Yeah, and, you know, it's a shame um, because we're going to play this video here in a second, and she starts out, uh, you know, sort of – panhandling for UNICEF, which is the United Nations Children's Fund. And she says, I'm a climate environmentalist activist. No, she's not. She's a puppet. She she hasn't even developed real thinking skills. Uh, there's another little girl. I forget where she was from. And the conservatives put her up. Now, she's, she's a bright little girl. Don't get me wrong. But it's like she still has a lot of processing to do to speak to that issue. But they put this little girl up. They're using this little girl, Greta. And look, people, you shouldn't hate Greta. You should hate what she says, but you should understand that somebody's controlling her. And in the same way you might have Mm -hmm. compassion upon uh, a child who is trafficked, you really ought to have compassion upon Greta because somebody is in her head, somebody is pushing her, and somebody is using her as a puppet. And she needs to be freed from that just as much as somebody who's, who's trafficking a child. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to play, um, it's about a minute and 37 seconds, something like that, of little Greta and uh, what she, you know, her panhandling here for UNICEF. So hang on, hang on with me as I play this. Hi, my name is Greta Thunberg. I am a climate and environmental activist. And together with the Danish NGO Human Act, I'm launching a joint funding campaign to support UNICEF's work to protect children's lives during the corona pandemic. It is always the poorest and most vulnerable people who will suffer the most from a crisis, whether it is the climate crisis or the corona crisis. And even though children may not seem to be the primary target group for the coronavirus, children's lives are still at risk. As schools close, many children lose the possibility to learn because they do not have access to digital education. But not only that, they also lose their source 
of daily nutrition and water and sanitation. And if health services are overwhelmed, that will result in many additional deaths, child deaths that could have been prevented. So we must all now act together to protect the children and end the devastating consequences of the coronavirus. Children are the future and they must be protected. So please do whatever you can and please help support this new campaign called Let's Move Humanity for Children in the Fight Against the Coronavirus. Thank you for your support. Heil Hitler. Heil, that's what I hear going on here. Because Hi, my um, name is Greta. Uh, I'll be quite Greta. <laughs> they, they started replaying it. Um, this is what I hear because it's a call for this support of this thing. Now, what's interesting is little Greta is in her nice, comfy little place wherever she's at with a little plant behind her. There's some kind of sheet hanging. I, I'm assuming that's kind of a curtains. Maybe there's a high window or something there. And she's talking about all this. She's dressed in her little shirt and her sweater. And meanwhile, they're showing all of this, uh, you know, effects that God brings, whether it's rain or hurricanes or tornadoes, whatever they're showing there. And then they show all of these little kids in these little huts. And uh, one one little kid was riding. Another one's getting water. Um, some some people are uh, from the UN or looks like they're taking blood or giving shots and things like this. And the interesting thing that I, I see here is little Greta is not there. She's not experienced what those kids are yet. She's trying to tell you what those kids are experiencing. And then she's pleading with you to give your money to an anti-Christian, anti-American organization to preach their gospel. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to be very upfront about this. I am a Christian. There is no neutrality. Yes, I know the intro of our show says it's politically neutral. What we mean by that is we're not picking parties on this issue. That's what we mean by politically neutral. We stick to the law. And when you have a different gospel going forward, which is what the UN promotes and anybody else who is not Christian, what you have is you have people going out. They have a different gospel. They have a different means of helping people. They have a different means, or and when I say means, I'm talking about their, their thinking. All of this impacts what they do. So they're more than happy to go shoot these kids up with vaccines that will kill them or make them sick. They are more than happy to do what Greta says and push digital education on them. Some of these people, I mean, look at them where they're showing they they live in huts they live in d- dirty places and things of this nature i'm not dogging the people what i'm saying is they live in these areas and yet they want to get them digitally well how are they doing that well this is where 5g rollout comes in that we've talked about they're putting up i think it's about forty-five thousand satellites and again you say well i haven't seen a lot of space exploration and stuff sticking up and you know rockets going up and somebody mentioned the moon landing we got a we got a we got an article coming for you you're gonna love uh, whoever made that that comment you're gonna love this one coming out of sons liberty media but they're doing this and if you want to know how they're doing it they're not doing it through the space thing because that's we we know that's a joke we know it's it's been a slush fund we know it's been a propaganda tool they're google don't google it well google Google Loon, L-O-O-N, Google Loon, 
and find out how they're doing it. They're doing it with helium balloons. They're putting satellites up with helium balloons. Okay? 45,000 of them they need for 5G to roll out, and that's going to be all over the world, including these places where there's just huts and basically no electricity and stuff. I don't know how people are going to drive stuff. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're little digital stuff that they get for quote-unquote education that Greta's talking about, but uh, maybe they got solar panels or something that can, that can run some tablet or something that the kids can be on. But again, this is the world's way of education. This is not God's way. God says that we are to teach them all that he has commanded and we're to be diligent about that. And so, uh, you know, Lynn, one of the things is when she's asking for money for this, I mean, this, mm-hmm. it's just incredible. It's incredible to me that anybody would give money. And and what's interesting is this has been up since May the 1st. It's had a whopping 1,200 views. Twelve, I, I guess I'm one of those. <laughs> but it's had 1,200 views, 121 likes, and 13 downs. So, but I'm wondering... Who is funding this little program with so little people actually looking at it? What's your thoughts on that? Well, she tells you it's a Danish uh, non-government organization. She's partnered with them. So, you know, oh, yes, we're supposed to be just like um, Holland. We're supposed to be just like all these other places because, after all, they've got the answer to education. Well, no, they don't because they're in bed with the United Nations. And one of the things that I put in the article was a 2019 report from UNESCO, and it was about education and artificial intelligence. And it tells you in the introduction, this particular effort has been going on across the nation, uh, excuse me, across the world including the United States as a willing participant, for 20 years. So if you think it just rolled out of nowhere, it's been building for the past 20 years. So that ought to tell you. And where is DeVos wanting to lead us right now? Through digital education. People have been, uh, you know, uh, thinking, oh, well, when we come out the other side of this particular uh, pandemic or whatever you want to call it, uh, this is what education is going to look like. Believe me when I say whatever they're setting up right now is not going to go away once all things go start opening back up, okay? Your school may open back up, but this, this data mining through the digital stuff is going to continue. It will not go away because that is one of the kingpins to the Every Student Succeeds Act. If you'll remember, we had to have more public-private partnerships, which means, you know, our 5G uh, artificial intelligence, data tracking, uh, micromanagement of our families, you know, aligning what you learn no matter where you go. And, you know, you think, oh, well, it's just going to be a K-12. through No, this is set up, and you and I have talked about this so many times, Tim. I'm sure you could sing it with me. This is for every single person because for folks like you and I, we will need to be reskilled. So that means we have to go back through some sort of training or education. This is setting us up to be those minions uh, that we've talked about before. And this, this digital garbage does nothing but track you. Now, I've got a visual in the article, and it shows these children, and it has the United Nations or the UNESCO emblem up on the left-hand side, but it says data to transform lives, and I X that out and put to track lives because all this data that you, you think is protected here in the United States, where does it end up? It ends up at the United Nations. And nine times out of ten, it's because of the education uh, uh, factor 
that that data even goes there. If it's not education, it's jobs. Right, right. I, I get that. I get that. And this is part of that, that whole data mining that we've been covering for several years now. And I think there was a guy, I had him on, uh, before I came on, this, before I joined on with Sons of Liberty, the radio portion uh, on setting, setting brush fires. And it was Michael Rechtenwald, I think was his name. And uh, he did a thing on the Google what do they call that? Social credit things and stuff. There's a whole book on that. Oh, yeah. And yeah. He, the he was cryptocurrency, talk- the bitcoins. Yeah, yeah all, all that. that. Kind of, mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff. Plus, uh, the other things that we've talked about with the social credit scores that go into our lives as adults, not as K through 12. See, this is where right. I, I think this is one of the things that you were really pulling out um, several months back. Some people would want to see the shows. You were pulling this out and saying, this isn't just about K through 12. This is cradle to grave. Like when we had mm-hmm. the, the talks of cradle to grave health care, we're talking about cradle to grave, quote unquote, education. It's really indoctrination. It's communism. That's what it is. This expands right. out to not just teach us skills, but it, it's to control where we live, what house we get in or apartment. Yeah. It's to control what job right. we get. It, this is... This is full 1984 in your face. It's just people don't want to see it because I think, I I really think, Lynn, when we talk education, Mm -hmm. a lot of people's eyes glaze over and say, this is not the important thing. They're going after our guns. They're going after our free speech. What are you talking about about education? That's for somebody else. We've got to deal with the point at hand. Well, if you don't have the, you you can't put the, the cart in front of the horse. Education is the key to why they're going after all these other things. If, as Bradley has so aptly said, if you don't know your rights, you don't have any. Even though they're God-given, you don't have any because you don't know how to defend them. Most people, if they get in a situation, they don't know how to tell the quote-unquote authority who's violating the law, under color of law, you're violating the law, you're violating my rights, and uh, you're out of line, and to stand up to them. They don't do that because they're not educated in that. Uh, Lynn, we got just a few seconds here. Tell people where they can find out more about you. Okay, you can find all this and so much more on my blog. It's CommonCoreDiva.com. You can find me on USA.life. You can find me on MeWe, uh, LocalActivist.org. You can find me on Facebook. And um, you need me to come talk to you, let me know. Uh, I've got a donate button on my website. Uh, feel free to contribute so that I can come to you. Yeah, and, and understand, people, Lynn does this free of charge. Uh, she does. If you can help her with uh, expenses and things, she really appreciates that. She's got a family to take care of. She does this. It's a labor of love for her. She's a home homeschool mom. I think she's done with the homeschooling. But she continues to do this because it's very a very important project. So if you want to support her, go to CommonCoreDiva.com. If you're look, if you're able to support us, if you're able to support us, please remember us, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. There's a donate button. You can partner with us as a son or daughter of Liberty. We would really appreciate your support. Thank you to everybody in the chat room. I didn't get to mention you by name, but thank you. Lord willing, we'll be back with you tomorrow. We're going to talk about vaccines and let Trump speak for himself. See you.